Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Friday, March 18, 2022. Okay, it's 11.37 in the morning Eastern Time right now. Markets are basically flat to slightly up. We got the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.3%, um, S&P 500 up 0.2%, NASDAQ Composite up uh, 1.0%. Basically what has happened is the market has gotten used to the war in Ukraine. Obviously that's a complete tragedy for the people that are there. Uh, But the market itself, you know, I've talked about this in the past, uh, the market tends to adjust to things over time. So we've actually got a fairly good week for the market. Uh, Depending on how things go today, markets might actually finish up for the week. So, all right, so we got that going on. Uh, So we've got a few more things to talk about here also. Uh, Russia did make its bond payment, although it was a day late. So we'll talk about what's going on there. Why some companies like Burger King and Subway are actually unable to withdraw from Russia. So we'll we'll talk about some situations with that. Uh, new home sales uh, fell more than expected. We'll talk about uh, a little bit about uh, rising interest rates and home sales. Uh, let's see what else. Also, a a new factor is coming into place with workers uh, possibly working from home versus companies wanting to come back in. We got a few stocks that are moving uh, today also, as pretty much any day, and so we'll talk about that also. Okay, so one thing um, going on today is uh, President Biden is meeting by a virtual conference call with uh, Chinese uh, Premier uh, Xi Jinping. Uh, basically, you know, I've talked about some previous sessions. Um, China is Russia's biggest trading partner. They, they share one of the world's largest borders, possibly the second largest. The, the world's largest border between countries is the United States and Canada. That is the largest border between two countries in world history. But anyway, uh, China is Russia's biggest trading partner, but certainly not the other way around. I mentioned in the last session, Russia only accounts for 2% of China's trade. But, you know, China's in a situation where they have to look at long-term relationships with Russia versus what is going on now, but they also don't want to antagonize the United States, Western Europe, who are actually China's biggest trading partners. So, uh, basically, we don't want uh, to see China becoming a backdoor for Russia to avoid sanctions. And uh, we do have ways to basically get China's attention. I've talked about in a previous session, raise tariffs as well as other things without overt sanctions. So anyway, China is actually doing a balancing act right now. Although I did mention on the last session, they are taking steps to basically uh, not make things easy for Russia economically. All right. So we'll keep an eye on what happens with uh, that meeting. Okay. So Russia, I mentioned on the last session, Russia, I actually said $177 million they need to pay on some outstanding debt. It was $117 million. And I mentioned if they did not make those payments, uh, which are due actually, uh, oh, I guess late Wednesday, uh, early Thursday. Anyway, if they didn't make those payments, uh, they would be going into default first time in over 100 years since 1917. And this would have implications for them for decades uh, with much higher interest rates, inability to uh, access 
uh, funds for internal infrastructure improvements and so forth. Uh, but they did make the payments, came in, uh, I guess, late last night, considered by the time zones a day late. But they actually had a 30-day grace period to make the payments. So they did get it through uh, specifically... Looks here, it was uh, J.P. Morgan Chase after consulting the United States Treasury Department. Uh, it was asked by the Central Bank of Russia to process $117 million payments, and they did it through uh, London. So they did make the payments, but Russia's got some upcoming payments coming due. Uh, they threatened to make the payments in rubles. The payments have to be made in U.S. dollars. And which is actually used as an international currency by a lot of countries, uh, U.S. dollars. So anyway, um, the uh, banks and uh, and so forth that hold this Russian debt said a payment in rubles would be considered to be default. So they got more payments coming up in the uh, next few weeks. So we'll keep an eye on what's going on there. All right. Speaking of Russia, uh, a lot of companies obviously have pulled out. It says you're over 400 are out so far, but some like Burger King and Subway um, are kind of stuck where they can't pull out the reason the franchises are owned by local Russian uh, business people, Russian owners, and they cannot be forced to stop using the logos. They get a lot of their supplies, most of all of them, just about locally anyway. Uh, and so if it's a company-owned store, yeah, they can pull that out. But so anyway, so we got that going on. Uh, some companies are kind of uh, restricted as far as pulling out their complete presence from Russia. Uh, a lot, I know a lot of McDonald's franchises are actually company-owned, so they were able to close a lot of them. But apparently a lot of these Burger King and Subway franchises are more locally owned. All right, so we got that. I guess Marriott, I read, too, is in the same situation over there. Okay, so we got that news. Um, saw here that it says here 50% of companies want their workers to return five days a week, at least you know within the next few weeks or months, and basically that can cause an issue. Obviously, you know it, it, the balance there. If you've got company A versus company B, uh, like say I don't know, it's back office operations at a bank, and, and one bank is saying you can work from home two days a week, and the other says you got to be in five days a week. Well, you're going to lose, obviously, the workers in many cases to the one saying you have flexible hours. That's going to be an issue. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, the other thing that, though, I just saw, um, the IEA, the IEA, uh, they are... Um, Oh, what are they here? I, I actually know what it is. It has to do with oil. Um, just remember their name. I'll look it up here real quick. Uh, let's see. International Energy Agency. That's what they are. All right. What they're saying uh, with the higher gas prices, they're recommending that companies continue to allow their workers to work from home as much as possible because obviously it saves on commute and driving. And I think that's a factor that, that may come into this. You know, you got companies say, we want you to come back in. And workers are saying, I can't afford the gas. I'll quit, you know, or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, that could be a factor. Uh, we may see companies now under pressure to allow employees continue to work from home because of the high gasoline prices. So that would be something to consider also. Uh, it's a new, new factor that's come in there. All right, so what else do we have here? Um, yeah, February home sales. And this number is up for revision quite a bit. The reason we look at home sales so much, real estate is the largest industry in the United States. I read a long time ago that for every house that's built, like 275 people have jobs, everything from the lumberjacks cutting the you know uh, trees down for the lumber, uh, to obviously the builders, the financial industry that finances these things, insurance, um, furniture, 
industry. Uh, but anyway, uh, it says existing home sales for uh, February fell uh, much wider than expected, 7.2% from the previous month, uh, January. Uh, and that, that number is up for revision. But one thing we may see, we've obviously had a hot, hot housing market. Prices have gone way up. We may see as interest rates begin to rise uh, that we may see a slowdown in home purchases and perhaps a slowdown in price increases. So it, it could be a good opportunity uh, for those still looking to, to buy a home. Uh, the thing with the higher interest rates, and I've talked about this in previous session, the key with a mortgage is try to get the shortest term possible. Uh, if you do a mortgage calculator and you calculate a 30-year mortgage, look at the monthly payment, multiply that times you know, 360 number of payments, uh, and then I'll put it in as a 15-year mortgage, you want a slightly higher interest rate, um, and then multiply that monthly payment by 180, uh, number of payments you'd make there, you, you would see the big difference in the total uh, amount paid for that home. All right, so that's something to consider. Also, uh, as far as economic news, we it's a pretty quiet week next week. We're actually in a quiet period now as we near the end of the quarter. Um, don't have too many companies reporting earnings right now. A lot of them, their quarter will end on March 31st, and then about two to five weeks after that, you know, second week in April into May, We'll, we'll be back to earnings season. A lot of companies reporting. Uh, next week, it's pretty quiet. The only thing we've got I saw of any significance on Thursday, weekly jobless claims, but also durable goods orders. Uh, that's things that people are going to use for more than a year. Uh, so that's a moderately significant report, but not much else next week. So pretty quiet on that front. So uh, we'll have to see what other news we have that might be driving the markets. Okay, so what else do we have here? Okay, so we got... A few um, got a few uh, stocks making the news, and then we'll call it a day. All right, so FedEx, uh, Federal Express. All right, could be an opportunity here. Their symbols FDX, like Federal David X-ray. All right, so I guess they're down quite a bit. But the key, whenever you see companies reporting an earnings issue, is what you want to look at. Is it something that's fundamental long-term to the company, or is it something that's more temporary? All right, so basically FedEx, FDX, uh, down 5% right now, 5.0%. Uh, uh, basically what happened with them, they had an earnings miss, and uh, basically they're saying it was impacted by work, worker shortages stemming from COVID-19. So that, see, that's something that could be more temporary. Uh, you know, it's not like they don't have the business. I mean, obviously, they got plenty of business, people ordering all the stuff online, uh, them and UPS, well, the Postal Service too. But, you, you know, that's something they could conceivably fix over time with the worker shortage as workers go back to work or figure out ways to automate things a lot more with uh, without having to use as many workers. So that, that, that could be an opportunity there with FedEx. So I keep an eye on them. All right, GameStop, uh, GME, um, same thing here, another situation that this could, it could have been temporary. They, uh, they reported an unexpected quarterly loss, uh, again, Sybil GME, uh, Game, Mary, Ed Edward, uh, and they're saying it was more due to supply chain issues. You know, I think as, as people have gotten more comfortable being at home, uh, you know, you're going to see, you know, obviously, video games are here to stay. It's one of the largest industries in the parts of the entertainment industry, and... Um, 
Anyway, they're actually up a 1.09%. Uh, you know, supply chain issues is what's going on there. So, you know, obviously a challenge they have is people get more used to buying games digitally versus going into stores and so forth. But something to consider. Yeah, the thing about the video game industry, a lot of people may not realize this. One of the biggest, I think top two or three, uh, and entertainment releases ever it is actually Grand Theft Auto V, released in 2013, uh, and I know just re-released on the PlayStation 5. Um, it's sales since 2013, about $7.5 billion. That's bigger than Avengers Endgame and Avatar combined. So anyway, all right, keep an eye on GameStop. Uh, let's see, what else? A couple more here. We'll call it a day, wrap it up here. Uh, let's see, we also have... Yeah, U.S. Steel. Uh, basically, this one is maybe a little bit more of a long-term issue. They're saying they got raw materials costs. There could be a decrease in demand if we run into a slowdown in the economy. Uh, but their symbol is X. It's an easy one, just X, like X-ray. Uh, and this is the company, by the way, founded by Andrew Carnegie uh, back, you know, 130 or so years ago. Uh, you know, also Bill Carnegie Hall and so forth in New York. Anyway, they're down about 5.9%. Uh, yeah, that one is something they, they may have more longer-term issues, but it is U.S. steel, so, you know, it's probably not going out of business or going anywhere. Okay, Moderna got a pop, MRNA, uh, looking for a, um, getting approval now for a fourth dose of the vaccine. Uh, Mary Ralph Nancy Apple up 4.5%. So they've gotten a quick pop on that. Pfizer also announced they're looking for FDA approval for fourth um, you know, shot of their vaccine. They went up also a couple of days ago. So I don't expect a future pop at the moment. But if they get that FDA approval, because even though these vaccines are free for everybody, the government's still paying these companies uh, for everybody getting the shot. So that could be something to keep an eye on. All right, just one or two more here. Uh, Boeing, BA, Boeing Aerospace is what that stands for. Uh, some rumors out there. Again, I emphasize rumors. They may be getting a big order. They said they're in talks with Delta Airlines for 10737 jet airliners. So that that could be good, really obviously good news for Boeing. Stock's only up a half a percent right now, but BA Boeing Aerospace. Uh, one more to keep an eye on. And the final one today, Wing Stop, the uh, restaurant chain Wing is their symbol, W-I-N-G, William, Ida, Nancy, George, uh, down 4%. Uh, yeah, this one is one I would probably, you know, think I might stay away from for a little while. I'll tell you why. They, they're uh, Basically, they got a downgrade uh, from the uh, brokerage firm Piper Sandler. Uh, basically, they're saying that they may not be able to keep up their premium valuation uh, in, in the restaurant industry. What does that mean? Basically, for every dollar of profits, uh, price-earnings ratio, a lot of companies today trade for around, stuff around $35 for every dollar of profits over the last year. P.E. ratio, it's called price-earnings. In other words, pay $35 for every dollar of profit. Wink stops from trading at 80 times um, earnings on the expectation they would have higher than industry growth. That may or may not occur. And so uh, something to consider. And one last thing, I, you know, I'm a big believer in getting away from financial statements. You, know, you need to look at those, but you got to get out and just look around also. And, you know, uh, are people more comfortable staying home than they used to be or, you know, ordering online, you know, ordering things delivered versus going out to restaurants and so forth? Hard to say, but I know, yes, last evening on the way home, 
uh, I went by a few places that had St. Patrick's Day celebrations going on. I didn't. Per I just drove by. But I wanted to see what the parking lots looked like. I know these places used to be jam-packed on previous St. Patrick's Days, and every one I went by had empty spots in their parking lots. So, you know, it, perhaps not as many people went out, maybe some still some fears of COVID, or maybe they just got used to being at home. So that could be something to look at for restaurants in general. So, all right. Anyways, we're going to wrap it up. Over Everyone's doing well. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya. <laughs>